Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Scale Up Your Business. I'm Nick Bradley, and today we're going to get into a bit of an impromptu session, actually. So what I wanted to try and cover was um, some feedback that I've been getting from everybody around how you handle overwhelm. And I suppose aligned with that, it's how do you learn to focus better? So with everything, as I say in this podcast, it's about practicality. It's about hearing some insights, usually from my own personal experience, and then taking those into what you're trying to do with your business and and putting them into practice so they help you. So today is very much one of those episodes, um, a bit of a balance from some of the entrepreneur and focus ones we've had recently. And I hope that you have been enjoying those as much as I have been um, creating them and uh, and bringing the guests onto the show. It's been it's been an interesting journey because I've tried to sort of balance it a bit with those those individuals and um, keep yeah, a watch out for future episodes because there are some amazing people um, planned to come onto the show in the coming weeks. But as I said, today's not about that. Today is about how you handle. Is that, is that the right word? How you deal with overwhelm and how you can use overwhelm in some respects to keep you focused on what you're trying to achieve. So just to jump back a bit, why am I doing this? I'm doing this episode because overwhelm for me has been probably one of the the biggest challenges that I've had in my career and certainly um, as an entrepreneur. The reason for that, I think, is I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist because I don't think that's a a healthy state either because for me it's more about progress than it is perfection. But when you're starting to get really passionate about something and you're following your mission, it's quite easy to try and, I suppose, want to be there more quickly. You want to sort of put yourself into a position where as much as it's about the journey, the destination seems really compelling and you want to kind of do everything you can to sort of run towards that. So overwhelm is a very, very natural thing. And I mean, one of the best, one of the best definitions of overwhelm I heard was um, drowning beneath a huge mass of something. And for anyone who, who, who suffers from or, or is prone to feeling like, you know, there, there's so much going on that I'm not quite sure where to start, then, you know, overwhelm can definitely feel like that sort of drowning in something. And what I, what I realized is that the brain, and this is, this is something from when I did my psychology degree many, many years ago now, the brain is wired to taking a certain amount of information, it's certainly wired to take action. If you get into the whole flight and fight syndrome, then, you know, definitely that's there to serve you. It's, it's been in, you know, people say it's the croc brain or whatever else, but it's been in your psychology forever. That's what we're programmed to do. So overwhelm, if you like, is when you just have too many options, you have too many choices. And what I've learned to do, certainly probably over the last three to five years, um, because of my own journey into self-development and personal development and, and and improving myself, is that I need to be very conscious of 
situations, opportunities, challenges, which will open up the possibility of overwhelm. And what I've learned is that overwhelm in its own right can be a positive thing because, you know, usually with overwhelm comes, you know, lots of energy and lots of action. So if you're anything like me, you'll get overwhelmed because you want to do too many things. You know, too many things are exciting. And as entrepreneurs, uh, and I've had the feedback from many of you, many of you listening to the show that, you know, it's very easy to sort of try and jump onto the next shiny thing, you know, the next opportunity that presents itself. And you've got to be really key, sorry, uh, focused on your key result areas, your key income generating areas, and the things that are going to take you towards your goals. And I'm going to take you through a bit of a process today that I use, because I think when it comes to things like decision-making, you need to um, have some sort of structure which is going to get you to that focus. And focus for me, and not just me, is I've said it, I've called it the most important superpower in business. And I don't say that lightly, you know, it's a bit of a grandesque term, superpower, but it is. Because the people who can focus, certainly in business, arguably in life, you know, you could take the same parallel into sport, you know, focus and flow are, are things that when, you, when you've got them, you can just achieve so much. It feels like there's a state of um, effortlessness when you're in that state. I think everyone's had that experience. What I've tried to do over recent years is, is try and understand what gets me into that state. And I literally have been practicing it. And I'll, I'll share a story with you later around it, which I think will be relevant um, to that point. But so, as I said, superpower in business. And I was watching quite an interesting interview recently with Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. And it's an old one. So they were kind of dressed in sort of pseudo 80s, 90s, you know, bad ties and short sleeve shirts. But they were asked the question, you know, what's the secret of their success? And both of them in unison said focus. So today, as I said, I want to cover some of these elements um, on the on the basis that if you are overwhelmed and you want to get to focus, which is going to get you to action, which is going to get you to your goals more quickly, it's also going to help you with leading teams. Um, it's very, very difficult if you're trying to engage others with a vision uh, and appropriate action if you're all over the place. So if you're one of those people who buys a book and doesn't finishes it and goes on to the next book, um, has a whole heap of goals that are in sort of stages of progress, but they're not quite going forward, then, you know, there's there's probably some light light touch elements of overwhelm coming into your into your patterns. So that's where I think the process today will help you in terms of how you get to focus. So before I do that, let me just share the story that I was mentioning beforehand on flow, because it, all of these things are aligned. And I'll give you a really quick thing that I, I recommend that everyone should be doing. Um, and I certainly didn't believe in this beforehand, but I will you know, certainly give you the reasons why I do it daily now. So a few weeks back, um, I think those who have been listening regularly to this know that I'm a massive basketball fan. And even at the sort of tender age of my 40s, I, I still play uh, for a local team. And it's a bit of a, a dad league. And by that, I mean that everyone's, you know, no one's their sort of elite athletes in their sort of late teens, early 20s. But that said, the quality and the standard is pretty good. And I'm pretty much the oldest guy on the team. Uh, most of the guys are sort of late 20s, early 30s. And the other day we were playing in the championship game and uh, two of our best players were essentially taken out of that game 
by some pretty good defense by our opposition. Now, I don't know what happened. Well, I do know now that I've looked back, but I played a game of basketball that I don't think I've played for 20 years. I scored 27 points. So for those who understand the game, you'll realize that's not a bad um, haul, if you put it that way. Um, But the key thing was I was in a state on the court for that whole game where I was just absolutely in flow. The shots went in, the defense was good, the vision I had of the court was there, I was relaxed, everything just felt in unison. And to be, I suppose, give you a little bit of context to the story, this has been happening a bit lately, you know, over the course of, you know, both certainly in basketball, but certainly in other things in my life. And I put it down to a focus on being present, practicing being present, and doing that by um, daily silence or meditation. And that, as much as in the beginning, I'm not one of these guys who's going to sit here and say, you know, go and meditate and take no action and you're going to have a successful business because that's not, that's not what's going to happen. Taking action is the most important thing. There is nothing more important. However, you need to be in a great state in your psychology to be able to really put the energy behind that action. And being present, having a calmness, being in flow, practicing getting yourself into that state is going to significantly improve your your chances, your application, um, ultimately your achievement and your success. So so just take, I mean, it's a small story, but it's worked for me massively. So if you're not doing it, you know, start having a look at things like Headspace and Calm apps. Tony Robbins has a priming video, which is, as I said, worth a, worth a Google and trying out. But just, just if you're not doing it, implement it into your day because if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling stressed, one of the first things you can do is start to calm your mind and just get you to a bit more focus. So that's the first thing. But as we get into, you know, the, the topic is how do you move into focus? So I'm going to give you um, just a process that I use and I'll explain it as simply as I possibly can. And if you apply this process to your goals specifically, they can be business goals, personal goals, life goals, any of that stuff, it will work because it is very structured in what it's doing. So the first thing, and this is the most important thing, if you are feeling overwhelmed and you're thinking you've got too much on and you're not sure what to do, you've got to get everything down on paper. So don't go and get an iPad. Don't go and get your computer and type it all up. Get literally the old pen and paper out, get your journal out, whatever you use, and get everything that's in your head in your brain, the stuff that's looping around, get it down. Now, some people say, yeah, you can you can easily sort of you know, do that through technology. My personal view is there's a different way that your brain works when you write it down. So that's what I do. And once you put everything on paper, I feel it removes the sort of pressure that you have to try and remember everything, particularly if there is lots going on, and that helps you with focus. And that, to me, is the first step when you need to start to make some hard decisions and work out where you're going to prioritize your time. Okay, so really simple. Do it. I I call, I mean, it's called chunking as a word for this. I do it daily, first thing in the morning after as part of my sort of morning routine. I also do it on Sundays when I'm planning the week. And I break it down into sort of key priorities, uh, the main things I want to achieve, a sort of a work to-do list, a personal to-do list, all those those sort of areas. And I just kind of draw it out like a mind map. And when I've done that, I'm really clear that I can highlight the things that are the most important things that I need to achieve for that week. Okay, so that's it. Really simple. Do that. Second thing is 
Once you've got that all in front of you, you need to be really clear on your outcomes. So what is it you're trying to achieve for that day, for that project, for that week? What is the result that you are after? Why do you want to achieve it? And from that, have a think about the order of the importance of those things to you. So if you haven't got this clarity, I find, again, personally, that tough decisions just become even more difficult decisions. So, you know, for me, it's, you know, reasons come first and answers come second. So if you're if you don't know the reasons why you're doing something, your brain will then start to send you these sort of mixed signals and you won't follow through. So it's really important, almost crucial to be specific here as to why you're doing it. Now, as much as I mentioned a minute ago about to-do lists, I don't actually believe in them as a concept. I believe in starting with the result. And the reason for that is it's very clear that the to-do list may change massively depending on the result. And what you want to try and get is clarity around the shortest possible or the most enjoyable pathway to getting that result and having a lot of things that are just there as actions without the result and without the purpose behind them can start to get you into a state where you're doing too much when you could actually be much more efficient, more effective and have more fun in sort of, you know, taking action on the various things you're trying to do. So once you've done that, once you've got all of the sort of options out there, so clear on on, on what the options are, the results, then it's about knowing the options. So the outcomes first and then the options. The options are the things which initially can be all over the place, but they're the, they're the, the ways of achieving the outcome or the result. So there's obviously never one way to do something. And another thing that was sort of mentioned to me is if you have one option, it's no choice. If you have two options, it's a dilemma. So that's not a good state to be in. And if you three have three options, then you are starting to get to a choice. So again, after I'm clear on the outcomes, I write down the options, all the possible options. It doesn't really matter whether I like them or not. I just want to get them out there. And then the more options I have, the more confident I feel in, in sort of getting to the right decision. So once you've done that, then it's about assessing sort of the consequences. So this is sort of you know step four, if you like. So if the first one is get everything down on paper, the second one is know your result, know your outcome. The third one is know your options. This fourth one is really about the consequences. So if you look at everything you've got, there's going to be upsides and downsides to each of the options that are going to take you towards you know, your result and your outcome. So you need to look at what you gain by each option. What does it cost you? Again, the more detail that you can put in here, the better equipped you'll be to be able to sort of process the decision. So I'm going to get into, it gets a little bit more scientific in a second, but if you just kind of pause there and take in that. So what, what have we achieved through this process so far? You're clear on the result. You've looked at the options to get to the result. Um, you've looked at the consequences, and that can be both good and bad around those different options. And you're starting to get a sense because it's visual, it's there. You've, you've, you've used your mind. You've looped these things around to be able to kind of get to some level of clarity. So this is good. This is a massive step. So again, if you're overwhelmed and you're not focused, Getting this stuff into a sequence is going to get you to a position of certainly more clarity than you were five minutes ago when it was just all in your head. So the next part of this, sort of part five, if you like, is what I call the proper evaluation of these options. So you've already looked at the consequences, and this is where you want to get a little bit more scientific. So what I do is I review each of the options and I look at the upsides and the downsides And as I'm thinking about the potential consequences of those options, I ask myself some questions. So the first one is, what is the possible outcome if I take this option, the one that I'm considering? 
then how important on a scale of zero to 10 is each upside and downside in terms of meeting my outcome? Then what is the probability sort of, you know, again, sort of as a percentage, what is the upside and downside um, that that will occur? And what is the emotional benefit or consequence if this action were actually to happen? So this last one's pretty important because, again, as you, as you sort of, we've talked a lot about mindset on this, on this podcast, but you've got to look at how you feel when you're making a decision. So you know this idea about do you trust yourself, do you trust your gut, yeah? Sometimes when I've got all these things mapped out and I'm adding some numbers and I'm looking at it, there are ones that just jump out straight away intuitively, so I trust that process. And then you start to think, actually, you know what, the right um, option here might be quite a challenging option in terms of I don't feel like I want to do it. But as I've said before, you know, sometimes if you, if you should, you must, but it might still be the best option to get to the outcome that I want. The next stage is, is sort of damage mitigation. So of the remaining options, you've got to review, as I said, all the downsides, look at alternative ways to eliminate and reduce those downsides, those consequences. The more ideas that you come up with, doesn't matter how far-fetched they are, the better prepared you'll be to face any consequences. And the reason these are difficult decisions in many cases when you're overwhelmed is usually because, you know, you start to think of what could happen if the wrong decision is made. And this is all part of the process for me, part of this decision-making process. And you've got to be you know, you've got to be proactive about how you're going to handle any of the fallout. So, you know, if you're prepared for what the, the, the negative side of a decision could be, then, you know, you've already run it through in your head. You've already evaluated it. You've always looked at the mitigation. You are prepared. And when you're prepared, you, you eliminate fear in a much more powerful way than if you just go into something when you haven't thought it through. So some people who have run this process through, they, they, they say to me, oh, it's really formulaic, Nick. You know, it's, you know, I just want to kind of make a decision. Yeah, I get that. But, you know, if you're overwhelmed, you're not going to be in the right state to make the best decision. So follow a process that's simple enough that you can at least start looking at things. But the most important out of all of these steps is know your outcome, know your why, and then you can start to go into the possible strategies, as I've called them, options to be able to move things forward. And then the last thing is obviously once you've got all of this mapped out and I use mind mapping just on some paper in my journal, um, it's, it's about making a choice. So, you know, you've got, yeah, I suppose, the, the probable consequences in front of you. I always look for the option that provides the greatest certainty that it's going to meet my desired outcome and my needs at that time. And this is the best option. It may not be the easiest option, as I said beforehand. Um, it may not be the one that I feel the most comfortable with because it might involve having a more difficult conversation with someone or having to give some feedback that I know is not going to be easy for someone to take. All those, all those things, particularly if you're managing teams in your business. But it's absolutely critical that um, you follow the path that's going to get you to the outcome in the best possible way. So a lot in that. Um, and, you know, as I said, the, the topic today is overwhelm and focus or how you move from overwhelm into focus. And I think the key thing, again, is just to take heed of, you know, it's been said to me many a time, if you're in your head, you're dead. And that simply means is your head is not designed always to serve you in the best way. Sometimes it's better to think and lead from the heart and make decisions which are more balanced and more present. Back to that point I made before in the example about flow getting it out there, having some structure, looking at all the various areas. It doesn't have to take very long. 
But afterwards, you're going to have a map in front of you, which is going to absolutely take you out of overwhelm. In fact, every time I've done this on a, on a, on a goal I'm trying to achieve, a hard decision in my business, something where I feel confused and uncertain, I get to a point of absolute certainty about what the right um, option is that's going to get me to the outcome. And what that's allowed me to do, and since you've been sort of in this sort of journey myself for the last sort of three to five years, is I've had massively better results, both in the goals I set for myself personally and within my business, allowing me to do many, many more things. And some people say to me, particularly those that I've mentored or coached, um, how do you get so much done? How do you plan your days? How, how do you do this? And it's not a simple answer because it's, it's practice, it's repetition towards mastery for me. But what, it, what I've done is I've managed to be really clear about my, my sort of outcomes and my whys, and I retrofit my days around the, the quickest and most enjoyable way to get there. And then what's happened is the results in my business have doubled, if not tripled, more than that in some cases, because I've, I've taught myself the power of focus and I've worked out a way of mitigating the debilitating effect of overwhelm. Okay, so, you know, let's, let's be clear. I'm not perfect. <laughs> and, and I think part of the, the reason for me doing this podcast is, you know, everyone is on a journey, myself included. And, you know, I may be a couple more steps ahead of where you are, and that's great. And there's probably people listening to this episode who are a few steps ahead of me, and that's absolutely cool as well. But the important thing is, you know, as I said, this stuff is really helpful, particularly if you're in that startup to scale up piece. So many people get overwhelmed when they're going through that transition. I see it every single day. And some of these techniques, when applied properly, um, will work for you. No question about it. So my advice is always try it on, see how it fits. Um, you know, get really, become a student of this type of stuff, of productivity. And if your ultimate goal, if the ultimate vision for your life is freedom, if it's leverage, wealth creation, spending more time with your family, then you know you want to be putting these things into practice day in day out because it's going to get you to that that vision to that result to that outcome much much faster so that's it that's it for today a lot of ranting raving from me um i promise i'll bring some guests back so you don't have to listen to my draw um every single week but um this is an important one this is a really important one and i certainly hope that you get value from my experience and some of the practical tips that i have provided today so thanks again to everybody. As I said, um, please, if you haven't already, um, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, give me some feedback. Um, I'm getting heaps of things that I'm applying to the show every single week. I'm jumping on calls with people and again, getting more feedback from that. So hopefully you're, you're seeing that um, some of the way that I'm presenting this is improving over time. So please keep doing that. Reach out to me at Twitter, which is at Nick C. Bradley. LinkedIn, look for Nick Bradley. Uh, my Facebook page as well. Uh, any of those vehicles, you know, I've checked them literally, you know, multiple times a day. So please get in touch and happy to help you if I can. So thanks again. And as I always finish with, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. Bye for now.